Got a bad bitch on me. What? What? Got a bad bitch on me. She D T F. She tell me she D T F. I heard she D T F. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. Okay. Well, hello and welcome to DTF, the Daryl Timarie Fun Hour, which is unquestionably the greatest sex education comedy game show podcast in the known universe. Hi. I'm sex educator, Dr. Timmery. Hi, and I'm comedian Daryl Charles. Comedian. Yep. Comedian Daryl Charles comedian. I didn't have another thing. <laughs> uh, yep. Comedian Daryl Charles comedian. I will take away the improviser title because I wasn't able to improvise a proper response <laughs> in time. And today we are doing a very special DTF where I hold a, a purring kitten in my lap. So don't be surprised if I shriek at some point because yeah. I kick and he runs away <laughs> so it's it yeah he is literally on his back so it really does look like he's nursing and you just see paws coming up kind of every once in a while i wish i could capture the audio if i hold him up to the mic i wonder if that'll work can you purr can anybody hear this adorable noise okay it's pretty cute. i just heard it it's pretty cute yeah so welcome to the podcast last yeah <laughs> My tiny orange kitten. All this right. is what we have to do. These tiny bits of joy are what we have as we are now stuck at home for month number seven. Oh, my God. Everyone is getting pets now, though. I'm very excited for everyone. I have a friend who's never had a pet before in her entire life, and she just got two kittens because oh, she's like in for a penny and for a pound, you know? Right. I always recommend if you're going to get kittens, get two. Or at least like if you're going to get cats, get two because they will have they'll be able to entertain each other mm -hmm. and when you are their sole source of entertainment the only reason i say this is because uh the first cat i had on my own as an adult was my cat lucky and she was a monster because i didn't raise her right but once i started doing comedy and i was never home she really didn't like it and uh began to urinate on everything she could oh. I, it, and so yeah i'm always like it's my fault one because I'm the dumbass who decided to spend every waking night in uh, bars and comedy clubs. But two, you can't blame her. It was us. And then I was gone. I would only show up to go to sleep and then yeah. put food down. So Yeah, I've also yeah. heard that like it helps a lot with just behavioral problems in general, like the socialization that they know how to yeah. cat. Yeah, and I can totally see my new baby, uh, Hannibal Shenanigans, is very much following James Bond, my old baby, around and learning how to cat. He just figured out that when he grabs something, he can use his back claws to like do those little rabbit punch digs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never did it before he met James Bond. It was all front paw action. He watched James Bond get frisky with a with a, a wand toy. And then he was like, oh, and then boom, he's using the back paws. Like, yeah, it's it's awesome. The only thing is that, um, yeah. James Bond is now eating kitten food, which is, he's, he's thick now. Two C's. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I want him to stop. And when I yell at him, Hannibal runs. It's a whole thing. So There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of drama. <laughs> but I don't really have to worry about either cat now because one is always following the other. It's smart. It's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. My cat has already abandoned me, so 
yeah, well, <laughs> this brief amount of time. I'm surprised. I'm surprised it took that long. I'm surprised yeah. it, it, it was as long as it was. Kittens. Yeah. 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 They, they <laughs> Life absolutely is have no. 20 second intervals. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, we have talks really fucking wholesome so far. Let's let's <laughs> that. Because this is, as I mentioned, uh, a sex podcast. And it's yes. not actually about wholesome kitten content, <laughs> generally speaking. Although you did bring up pee play with Lucky peeing on stuff. Oh, yes, that's true. Right. I Well, I mean, she wasn't playing. I, I think she was dead serious <laughs> when she peed on my pants. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to show up at your fucking cubicle job and sit down and start typing before you just go... <laughs> Oh my God. And then you, yeah. I do not know about any facet of that experience. Because mm. mm. <laughs> I put out some pants for longer than I could be around them. So she decided to get a quick uh on it because, oh, you're leaving already? Cool. Remember me. Witness mm. me. On that note of impromptu half day, fun and disgusting. <laughs> Um, for our first regular segment which is the fucking news what's our first bit of news today daryl ah our first bit of news comes from the country of vietnam yes uh good morning vietnam a 34 year old oh no 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 sorry good morning vietnam where a police raid, I guess. Yeah, they raided a a factory in the Binh Duong province uh, near Ho Chi Minh City and uh, found that there was a series of uh, condoms being repackaged. But 320,000 recycled condoms were being repackaged as new, uh, and they busted no. them. The key there is not just repackaged, that they were cleaned out. Yeah. Someone had to do that. Well, I think they, I hope they, tools, they had tools. So it was, they, I mean. <laughs> it's not, it's not a glamorous job. I assumed it was machines. I mean, just the sheer volume, it would make it, I right. hope so, but you know. But yeah, if not, then. I mean, you know, that makes the condoms more expensive. Can you imagine? Like, nah, these are hand washed. <laughs> they were they they were tools for washing, reshaping, and repackaging in in plastic bags. Wow. So you, you put in one condom, you get out two, right? It just seems like how how expensive are condoms right. that it's worth that labor. True. I have well, so many follow-up questions. Like the the integrity of the condom having been worn by another person is first of all like the really big takeaway, right? Like right. how useful is the device if it has been previously worn by another True. person? Yeah. Uh really question because I doubt they sterilized them. Um, it's not. I like mean, that. it says it says something about washing, so maybe they were washing, washing it. In... <laughs> it is not washing isn't sterilizing. I want my surgical devices to be sterilized, not just washed. You know, I, I, mean, I hold I'm, them to a higher standard than I do. Like, how clean is my kitchen countertop? I washed it. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I've I've equated my sexual activities to surgery, but I don't think you need the surgical. <laughs> you know, I've I yes, in the middle of sex, I have gone gloves, scalpel, <laughs> scalpel, suction. I'm gonna need some clamps in here. Like you know, those things have been uttered, but. I don't know if I need st- sterilization. Well, the I guess- reason I say that is like, okay, so it's a very different thing to like fuck on a slightly dirty bed, right? Like, so, right. you know, okay. when you go to a hotel, take off that top cover because odds are good it hasn't been washed in the last couple Don't ever use that top cover unless mm-hmm. you have like at least, at least a, a layer between. Yeah. Yeah. Like lay down yeah. a towel or something. Um, Don't put your body on it. Yeah, yeah, there's a difference between that versus the use of the condom, which is specifically a barrier to prevent STIs in many cases. It's not just for birth control. So, like, various things live various amounts of time in various conditions, right? So I can't say that this is definitely going to be a vector of disease, um, you know, because a lot of things will die when exposed to air for a while, so there's a very good chance that, you know, you wouldn't have gotten anything from it. But there is always like a slight chance that if it was kept in just the right temperature, like on the inside of the condom and they didn't get all of it out, there is always a possibility you could get an SCI from that. It's, you know, not likely that sperm would survive long enough because right. like it'll sperm will survive inside a human body. Like if you have ejaculate inside a human body, it can last, you know, for up to like a week or so, which is like how most fertilization happens it actually travels right. up and takes like a week to get up there but that has case. to do with the proper temperature and ph yeah. balance and the fact that the evolutionary process has made us create secretions that help keep the thing going yeah which is totally different than like if you splooge on a surface it's going to die fairly quickly like yeah. um, you know even if it's in uh you know like very warm wet conditions like i don't know like on the rim of a hot tub or something like that yeah. <laughs> It'll stay there for a little bit, I guess. But still, inside a condom, unless they, like, took it from somewhere, like, I gotcha, and then yeah. immediately sold it. Like, it's probably not going to get anybody pregnant. But I guess yeah. there is a, a small, small chance it could mean an STI could get transmitted the, under very specific circumstances. I don't know how much uh, research has been done, but I do find interesting the almost instant boogerification of semen when it touches water of any type <laughs> boogerification is a great like, word yeah like it goes from its typical uh viscosity to that of like paste like the the yeah like the the paste i don't know what kids do in school nowadays i'm an old person but back <laughs> in the day there was glue but then there was paste Mm, and okay. paste is what uh, my, um, it's an E word that means that I've looked at it and it's not scientific. Hmm. I don't know. Mm, oh, well. So email me, send a message, tell me I'm stupid. Empirical study. Uh... From my empirical study of semen, I have noticed that it becomes paste when dealt with in watery situations and i will now clarify this with more information that it's coming to mind but it's not just my semen i have noticed 
the semen of others turn into paste. Uh, because at a time I've had to share a shower and yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. At a time as a younger person, I've had roommates who also were semen deliverers and, uh, happened to be taking a shower when I said, what the fuck is this in the drain? Oh, okay. And then I got close and I was like, oh man, I'm glad I ain't touch it because I'm a toucher, right? But not, I'm a toucher of things. That's how yeah. I like to experience the world. <laughs> oh boy, I got, but I got, I got very close to it. Like I had to like, I was like, what is it? Cause it, I was like, oh, is it soap? You know, from far away, like, oh, somebody didn't rinse the tub out. Then you're yeah. showering and you're like, hold on a second. Is this my soap? No, this isn't my soap. It's there. My soap has passed by it. It hasn't okay. taken it anywhere. It gets, it moves. Like, thankfully, it's paced because, you know, sometimes a little pool develops. It didn't, it didn't swim in it. It like, it, it lifted up from the drain, drain a little bit and it went right back down. So I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then I was like, oh, then I had to knock on the door and <laughs> be like, clean out the drain after you shower, dude. Dog. I mean, I think that's just good practice in general because like, yeah. I mean, I have purple hair. I know exactly which hair is mine in there. Do what you, yeah. Yeah. As a yeah, as a person who yeah, it, when you share a space, think about what it looks like before and after you enter it. It doesn't even matter if you share a space. What the hell? Anyway, <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> He's recovered fully. He swears. <laughs> right, I it's a long time ago in a kingdom far away. Um, you know, but yeah, um, don't wash condoms. They are one use devices. Uh, yeah. I just saw a tweet from 2018 by the United States CDC uh, from their account CDC STD that says we say it because people do it colon don't wash or reuse hashtag condoms yeah. use a fresh one for each hashtag sex act. Yeah. And then there's a website associated with it, which I now have to know. Yeah, that's a I mean, so. There is a oh, definite how to use condoms on the CDC. Sorry, of how to like you know keep costs down because I don't know how much of this is a matter of you know like not having the cash on hand. I'm curious how much of this is just access. Like not mm. everybody has the ability to drive or walk to a store where they can buy condoms comfortably. If you're in a small town and you are a minor or something and it would be awkward because they'll tell your parents or you know there's a lot yeah. of scenarios where there's it is no, difficult to access yeah kind of thanks it. to legislation uh, there is no planned parenthood anywhere near you yeah something like that i mean yeah. it's you know like on a college campus they're usually pretty good about you know just having bowls of them around because the reality is right they'll get used they will absolutely right. get used it's like the olympic village in that bitch yeah. So uh, this this I think, if nothing else, is like reminder for the importance of access and making it okay for, and especially when it comes to kids. Like I remember right. distinctly, um, I'm gonna dime out my parents right now. I bought condoms with some other kids, and this was before I needed them for sexual things, um, so that we could like put them on the gear shift of our friend's like car because we thought that was very funny. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and You're damn uh, right it is. 
that was the whole prank. And then I left the the rest of the container in my glove box, which is not a good place to leave condoms no. if you plan to use them for sexual no. purposes. No. And uh, my dad got my oil changed in my car, which was a really random surprise because that wasn't a thing he normally did. And mm. then I got in big trouble because I had him in the car. And well. I was like, that's not even what they're for. But if that's what they were for, why would I be in trouble? Like, why would you right. take them away? Like, because clearly I'm being responsible, actually. So right. now a much older man, he's chilled out and he's like, yeah, you're right. But at the time, <laughs> yeah, was- at the time, that's it, it's it is, you know, we're old enough where we're like, yeah, our parents are just people. And I mm-hmm. think that their first reaction wasn't, oh, no, she's uh, badly storing these prophylactics. <laughs> I think yeah. their first thing was like, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got in trouble oh. for bringing one of my brother's condoms to school and it was, I'm, I must've been in elementary school. So it was like fourth, maybe, maybe sixth grade. So maybe it was like junior high, but I had him in a back pocket and, you know, brought him to school. So me and my friends could laugh at the idea of condoms. That was <laughs> yeah, it. It's very funny when you're in sixth grade sometimes. Right. It's, it's incredibly funny when you're a preteen. It's like, yo, condoms, right? It's like we what? all just learned about this and TLC was wearing it on their face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we would just, we giggled about it and then we were like, yo, you're going to use it? And then we was like, no. And then we giggled more <laughs> and then we finished lunch. And then it sat in my back pocket until my mom did laundry. And then she checked the pockets as you do, as you should do for laundry. And mm-hmm. um I don't remember what happened typically when it came to things of this nature, because this isn't the first time my mom caught me with any kind of sexual paraphernalia. That might've been the first time, but I remember most of the times she would just go, Hey, the hell. And then move on (laughs) with her life. She might've asked me like, what the hell am I doing? In which case I was just like, Oh, it's just so me and my friends could laugh. And then she, I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember getting hit. And she was definitely a hitter. So, yeah, I don't think that that happened because, yeah, at the end of the day, it's not a bad thing to have a condom. Mm-hmm. No. And I think parents are probably cooler about it now, I think, than Thanks to they us. were. Yeah. So just the just the idea that, like, when you come across evidence of your your children thinking about learning about considering sexuality the correct response is to have your emotional reaction separate from the interaction with the child. Yeah. (laughs) Have your emotional reaction. Like that is a completely valid part of being a person is feeling feelings. And if you don't feel your feelings and acknowledge that you're feeling them, you're not going to be more logical. You're going to be less logical. In fact, so so true. So, So have whatever your feelings are and talk to another trusted adult about it. Yep. And talk to someone until you have a clearer sense on what you're feeling and why, the source mm-hmm. of all those sensations, and then go have a conversation with your kid where you ask more questions, then you give information. <laughs> Unless True. it's one where they have questions and they right. uh, they want to know stuff. Yeah, and take it as a learning experience or a teaching opportunity because, yeah, as a, as a former child... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, as a former child, I can tell you that I thought I had a pretty good sexual education and it's because I was self-taught. But like, Mm. even in that period of time, it was fucking 
odd and weird. And there was a lot of like, I didn't know what a thing meant. So I would ask friends who were also taking out books from the library and we called things the wrong stuff. And it was a lot. So yeah, I think if you find the child that is obtusely learning about sex, it's an opportunity to clarify and not to demonize. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, if they have the interest, they're going to have the interest. You're not going to dissuade the interest. Studies have shown that all you'll do is make them go and find out in less mm -hmm. good ways. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think the biggest key that I, when I talk to parents about their like resources, so that I know how to talk to my kid about this stuff, you know, and we, I point them towards stuff like Planned Parenthood has great information online for all sorts of yeah. ages. I also recommend uh, Advocates for Youth. They have like, all sorts of information that are for parents, that are for teachers, that are for kids themselves. Scarlet Teen is a good resource, like for I've kids that go onto the site. So I always recommend that kind of stuff. But also, I think the the biggest thing is when when you are the adult uh, and they are a kid, the biggest role is not necessarily in being the provider of the factual stuff. You, I mean, that is that is a piece of it. You're not expected mm -hmm. to know everything. What is really helpful is to be a person that they can ask questions or talk to and they won't get in trouble or yeah. they won't get made fun of because if they get in trouble or they get made fun of, then they learn, all right, I don't talk to you about this. I talk to right. someone else. And so if you have any values around sexuality that you want to uh, convey to them, you know, they'll not hear them. They won't listen to them right. because they have learned the lesson that I don't talk to you about this sort of thing. Yeah. So you don't have to know everything. And I think one of the most useful things is to say, I don't know. Let's look that up. And to have, you know, some places, like I mentioned before, like mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood is great resources online, Advocates for Use, Scarlet Teen. There's some really good stuff on the internet. There's a lot of terrible stuff on the internet, but there's some really good stuff. So then yeah. know where you can go to look it up. Right. Yeah. And if you're going to do one of those uh, tweets that say, like, I was checking up on what my kids are on the internet and I saw, like, boobs but fun, question mark. Um, <laughs> make sure you send that out as a tweet on an account that is not easily known to your children because that's <laughs> fucked up that sounds like a thing that's happened oh is i'm sure it is but i've i've seen i mean there's a section of twitter for that like yeah i found found my kids you know googling you know my kid's 10 and he googled big vagina like you know <laughs> They have no idea. It's just words and they want to figure out what it means. And, you know, yeah. the Internet's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is fun that this this went from being a thing. I thought we were going to make this like a workers rights issue because I was all like, oh, the people have to do this condom cleaning in Vietnam. And right. To talking to your kids about sex. What kind of a world do we live in? With? That's what they're making the Vietnamese do. I just yeah, I feel yeah, I feel for whoever's job that was. I don't know. I hope the they factory's like owned by a thirty-four year old. So hey, look, small businesses. Um, I hope they do well. You know, yeah, it sounds man. like they're going to jail <laughs> since they got raided. But yeah, there's like three thousand of them. Like that's industrious. Right. This is not a small scale operation. Right. I mean, it said it was a factory. So yeah, I don't think it was like it's not a mom and pop condom shop. It's uh yeah, it's big business. So it's and it's a oh, it's a factory near Ho Chi Minh City. So I guess yeah, if you're in Ho Chi Minh, bring your own shit. Stay wilding <laughs> out here.
bring him in from a different city? I don't know. Bring him when you know. go. In my experience, so I've never been to Vietnam, uh, but in know. my experiences of other parts of Southeast Asia, 7-Eleven is the place to be. Ah. It's where you get, like, it's like the international upscale oh. grocery store sort of thing. It's not a full-blown grocery store, but there are, like, yeah, lots of food there, and it's, like, where where I would go to get booze. <laughs> like I, get- um, yeah, Seven uh, Eleven was all the difference in my trips to Chicago because they sell booze in them. Mm, well, yeah, but anybody who's not in Pennsylvania, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. that's all. Like, all right. Well, uh, did you have any parting remarks about the um, the condom cleaning industry? Wrap it up. Um, you know, and. Uh, yeah, wrap it up. I have plenty of jokes I could make about the idea that these things had to be reshaped, but that's not the point. The thing is, wrap it up, use a fresh condom every time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. Well, and if you're worried about the shape of them, <laughs> if you're worried about the shape of, of them, think about the use of an internal condom. Mm, yeah, those are always an option. They're a little bit more yep. expensive. They are. But... uh but the nice thing about that is that, you know, you can have, if you are the the person who is receptive, you have a little bit more control over the situation, you know, like right. it's a lot harder to do stealthing and remove a condom surreptitiously if it's True. inside you. <laughs> so that is, that is one of the sides is that uh, the receptive person has a little bit more control over the situation. And those they are, are a little bit harder to find. Yeah. And they're way easier to clean out, to reuse. <laughs> to reuse don't reuse them oh yeah <laughs> right right like right cup. <laughs> yeah. it's not a deal i mean boil it but don't reuse it but if you are hey a little boiling water right steam if you want a, if you want a reusable steam. thing do something like a cervical cap or yeah. you know they're not super effective like a no. like a condom is more effective than a cervical cap or a you know one of those old timeier uh, condoms are pretty old timey but um one of those barrier internal methods. Um, they're likely to spill. It's kind of hard. You have to go to the doctor to get sized for a cervical cap. They know. Um, you know, or a diaphragm. And yeah. they're only good for so long. And yeah, the cleaning process. And you got to keep it in there well beyond the time that you had sex. It's not like a throw it in to take it out thing. It's like. Yeah, there's a little bit of awkward timing. Yeah. And then you, you usually to- also want to use it with a spermicide. Yeah, you got to coat it with the spermicide and then you have to keep it in long enough for the um, likelihood of the sperm just already being dead by the time you go to pull that thing out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, given the spermicide being in there and stuff. But then the other piece of spermicide, and especially with the Noxinol 9, which we learned like this, I guess, probably in the early 2000s, late 90s, is that the Noxinol 9 especially was irritant to the the lining um of the body and mm. so would create these tiny fissures that actually increase the odds of HIV transmission because it was well. creating these spaces in which um, the virus could could move that it otherwise would not have been able to. So spermicide's a tricky one also. Make sure, I mean, nanoxidil 9 isn't as prevalent as it used to be because we know right. this now. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is always a complicated thing, but you got to find, you got to find what works for you, what you will actually be able to stick to, what is actually like a functional option for you. That's true. That's why I'm a big fan of things like IUDs and vasectomies. <laughs> huh? Talk about it. 
Way more, way less stress than the old pull and pray method. But man, when you absolutely have to pray to God, accept no substitutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, have you, have you grown tired? Do you ha no longer have any moments where you're about to go to sleep and your mind fixates on one thing, keeping you up for an extra hour? Try the withdrawal method. Sleeping too soundly? We have too many reasons to not sleep soundly. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Are you <laughs> are you a member of the Sackler family? <laughs> Is everything going great for you? <laughs> have you only gotten richer? And are just tired of sleeping very nicely in your wonderful California King bed and your bathroom in your the one in your bathroom, not your bedroom? Try the withdrawal method. <laughs> By waiting okay. until the last possible moment to pull out and let it go on the orifice. Then go to bed. <laughs> and you too can experience what it's like to not be in the 1%. <laughs> Heart illness causing stress. Diarrhea. The sweats. All of this can be yours if you oh, just wow. try the withdrawal method. I'm sold. I'm sold. I want all of those things, I guess. <laughs> As seen on TV. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your next, next piece of fucking news? Yes, please. Okay, so this one, a uh, little different. Um, this story has to do with a supermarket chain, Superdrug, um, which, from my understanding, I think is more of a UK-based one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I hope so. That does seem like a weird... I'm surprised we don't have a thing called Superdrug. Yeah, I mean, I think we just, you know, America is a Superdrug. Well, <laughs> so exactly. it would be redundant. Um, but yeah, so Superdrug, the chain... Uh, they introduced a new, more inclusive range of period products and intended for, and this is their, this is their wording, people who menstruate. And right. that is a, a, an important choice of words because it is gender neutral. So it includes people who are non-binary and it includes um, trans people who might have periods because that is like, um, that is a big sticking point for, for a lot of like trans exclusionary people. They're like, can you have a period? And it's like... Mm -hmm. You know what? There's lots of cis people who don't have periods, cis women who don't have periods. Like, it's such right. a strange thing to get really hung up on. Um, but yeah, so they're trying to be more inclusive in their, um, their, their brand is called Luna, is their period products. And they have a range of organic tampons and sanitary pads. Um, and they say, a person who menstruates will on average have over 400 periods and use around 1,000 period products in a lifetime. However, we understand periods are never average. And so when we have created Luna, a range of period products that will suit you as an individual. So that's nice. And it's uh, it's akin to uh, last year always decided to remove the feminine symbol from mm. their packaging. To again, just be like, people have periods. Not all women do. All <laughs> and right. Some people do who are women. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate them using Luna because isn't uh, the 28-day the cycle more approximate to a moon? Or am yeah, I just yeah. full of shit? Okay. All right. Good. 
there's a there's been a lot of comparisons between the cycles of the moon and cycles of a period but of course people vary like literally i just said uh some people their duration is shorter some is longer some people it's like clockwork it's 28 days um it just it super depends on the person and all of those are fine as long as it's not like you know happening so frequently that you are anemic you know that would be a problem yeah. or if it's happening super infrequently and it's making it harder for you to track whether or not you got pregnant because that mm. can be a logistical problem like if you just have really irregular periods it's it makes it harder to know when you are pregnant which becomes an increasingly dangerous thing in an america where abortion laws are passing where it's like it's illegal to get one so early that a lot of people don't even know they're pregnant yet yeah right. so that's, that's an, an actual legitimate concern but it's otherwise it's you know it's also important to say that you don't even need to have a period to be perfectly healthy True. which is uh, basically the idea behind like the seasonal sort of pills or if you were on a hormonal form of iud that means um you know the period might be reduced to the point of disappearing and there's nothing wrong with that like the body doesn't need to have a period to be functional it doesn't right. need to, that to be healthy or whatever um and and the original birth control pill that was was created uh was invented by a scientist who was a catholic and he thought that by including the week of sugar pills which what what that causes is not an actual period but withdrawal symptoms from the hormones and that's wow. why periods are better when you're on a hormonal method of birth control if you if you use like the kind of pills where it's like you use active hormones for like three weeks or whatever and then a week off or or, you know, whatever, if you use a seasonal one where you go longer in between. Um, but the placebo pills are, yeah, just what that's doing is to keep you in the habit of taking them at the same time. Um, but yeah, the symptoms are actually of withdrawal from the hormones. It's not a real period because you didn't spend that time building up the lining of uterus because, again, you've been uh, on these hormones all the time. But the scientist, again, he was Catholic and he thought that by maintaining this... Um, this routine that mimics what happened without birth control, that people would be more open to it and would think that it's more natural. But it turned out the Catholic church was like, nah, so it didn't matter. But that's, that's where we got that idea that you would still continue to have a air quotes period when you're on it. Um, but yeah, to go back, back to what you originally said, Luna is a great name. <laughs> Roll Tide. I, I've been waiting so long to say that I shouldn't I shouldn't have even mentioned that second part. Crimson Tide, right? That's the that's Alabama. That's the thing. Yeah. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Is it Crimson? Crimson's in there, right? I'm pretty sure. Roll yeah. Tide. All right. There's a lot of good ones. There's like metaphors for periods like falling off a roof. Shark Week. Falling off a roof? Yeah, you never heard that one? I never heard falling off a roof. Oh, Shark Week, sure. I love I love all these ones. There's there's a ton of them, yeah, where where you're like using a euphemism to describe a period, like being on a period. So it's like I'm, you know, there's like my special lady time, or mm-hmm. like my aunt Flo came to visit, yeah, or you know, uh, there's a bunch of them. They're so good. And excuse me, I gotta go fall off a roof real fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't. I haven't heard it used that way, but that's it. I, I can I like feel it. my tampon falling out is a thing. That a very good friend of mine and uh, former guest of DTF used to say uh, entirely too often. Um, 
not not entirely too often, but often enough that I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, that that they could feel their their tampon was coming out was heavy enough. Yeah, that that mm-hmm. not that I mean, I assume you would hopefully be able to feel the thing moving if it was moving. But to have that just be a thing like, oh, shit, it's coming out. I'll talk to y'all later. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> Throwing it into normal conversation like that is refreshing. And I, I thought I very uh, entertaining and enlightening. The normalization. E words. Yeah. 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 My empirical study of tampon slippage uh, has been uh, quite illuminating. Hi, I like dictionaries. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The most interesting use of a quote unquote. Nope, I wasn't even going to use the thing because this is great to not use gendered language. I think uh, the the further we can get away from gendered language, the better it is uh, for everyone because... I think a lot of the times when we do try to gender a particular idea or behavior, uh, we shoot ourselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, one of the best, uh, oddest, not oddest, most surprising use for a pad was suggested to me by a comedian who said, uh, because I am known to sweat, if you want to watch me sweat, come and see me do comedy. In fact, uh, go list. Go watch videos of me uh, doing comedy. You'll see it. I sweat. It's a problem. Um, but they suggested that I use some pads on my underarms to mm. absorb the sweat while I was on stage. Did it work? I've never tried it. I am oh. far too vain, but I should give it a shot. In theory, it. it would totally work. Do it at home first. See how it goes. That's what they recommend. Oh, you know, uh, when it comes to condom use, that's what they recommend. Use it at home uh, by yourself. Put a condom on and and, and yank one out uh, just as a way to get your body acclimated to the feeling of having to go through a layer of latex or sheepskin. But um, yeah, that's what they and recommend. And to practice putting it on and taking it off in a low stress situation. Where you're also not feeling very like, true. Like, oh, clock's on. Yeah. <laughs> the clock is on me. Hey, are you all right? No one ever wants to hear that. No one ever wants to. You don't want that. You don't want that. Uh, the sit up on the elbows and the look down of hey, is everything okay? <laughs> that is such a specific look. Oh man, it is such a specific. You all right? Because I mean, if you if you want to stop, just tell me. It's like ah, I'm sorry. I had too much coffee today. That's a real thing. It is a very real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. It's a very real thing. And then the older you get, the less, not less, I mean, I guess it all depends. But the older you get, you know, the less um, you don't have to worry about how rock hard you fucking are. Them things, you know, they come and go. The the, the tensity. The tensity? That's not even a word. All right. Let's move on. Tumescence? Tumescence. Yeah. Tumescence, it's a measure of thickness, can vary a lot, a lot, not even when you get older, just it can vary a lot. And I think it's as you get older, not just because, you know, life is a slow march towards death, but because you're fucking like you've you've seen more things, you've learned more things, things can get droll. You know, there's all kinds of reasons why uh, the older you get, the less rigid or Turgid? Uh, Was that punctual. the word you're looking for? Turgid, yeah, but punctual, I think, is more of the 
more of the word I'm thinking about, where it's just like, yeah, the punctualness, the punctuation of it. Yeah, that, yeah, sometimes it's a question mark and not an exclamation point. And, you know, right. Yeah, sometimes it's, yeah, I don't know. There are some al dente years that everybody has looking <laughs> at them down the pipe. Pike, look, I'm done with euphemisms. It's the sorest day here at UT. <laughs> <laughs> Little did everyone know it's International Thesaurus Day, we just decided. Yep. There probably is one. There's um, a national I do want to go back to the story. There's one more thing I do want to mention. Um, yeah. That this is a wonderful thing that uh, that Superdrug and Luna are using gender neutral terminology, and that an increasing number of companies are, um, and that's great because we, yeah, again, want to make this as inclusive as possible. But of course, um, the UK has its own specific brand of like transphobia uh, that's really fascinating, and for some reason, there are a lot of people who uh, identify as feminists who are gender critical um and trans i mean they're just trans exclusionary feminists and it's yeah they you know, don't like the term turf so they tried to come up with a something else yeah uh but like what i don't know what's wrong with turf because it's like you're excluding trans women from womanhood so that's exactly not an accurate they just don't like the i mean they don't like the connotation that's been put up against it that's all Oh, yeah. Nobody likes being called a thing by the people who don't like them. Right. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. this is our name for y'all. We don't like you. Well, don't call me that then. Yeah. 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 It's like that. Um, but yeah, there, of course, even even the uh, the turfy turf herself, uh, J.K. Rowling. Came I, out with sorry, it. I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's for the best. That's for the best. Um, long time non reader of J.K. Rowling's work. So <laughs> I had no problem. Uh, putting her in, under the pile of people I will not support. And uh, that's fine. Um, I yeah, read book four. Whatever. It was very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very like light reading. Like, you know. Oh, okay. yeah. My big critique of her before I knew that she was a turf was just that everything that I encountered of her work was like, oh, I've heard all of these ideas before. She just moved the buttons around. You know, it's like nothing about it was brand new or innovative or whatever. Yeah. And that's not to say that. You know, like it's meant for children. And so like that's how a lot of children's content is. Right. And I feel for anyone who is a big fan and, and found a lot of joy in a thing that now they have to feel ambivalent about or whatever. So I definitely empathize with that. I personally was, I think, too old to get into it mm. when when any of them came out. And so I managed to just dodge that bullet. I didn't have to have my heart breaking, broken by her. I have plenty of other famous people to break my heart for constantly. Sure. Don't worry. Definitely. <laughs> like, there are plenty of other creators that I have to be sad about, you know. Like I was a real big Kevin Spacey fan, man. <laughs> In a way, I mean, oh yeah, don't, no, don't. We don't have enough time to get into me futzing around about my opinions and feelings about Kevin Spacey and what the fuck he did. I, I mean, if only you had a podcast where you could talk about sex. Yeah, right. Well, it's the okay touching kids wrong, bad all the time. Don't do it. But to be outed as such a person and your response is, yeah, I'm gay. Ah, yeah. Ah, I didn't want to have to come out this way. But yeah, as if anyone was like, have you heard Kevin Spacey 
is gay. No, there wasn't a single person, except for yeah, there was editors. I think that's a problem. There were editors around the journalistic world who decided to bring up the fact that he was gay in this accusation of pederasty, as if the gender of the child in response to the gender of the person has anything to do with the abuse of power that that mm. act is. But yeah, that's my whole thing. And then the whole diatribe of weird Frank Underwood vignettes that he decided to cut afterward after like one of his witnesses died. Fucking weird. Yeah, the whole the the whole way that that has gone is just Allegedly. increasingly unnerving. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, real big heartbreak. I got a long list of song. Like, I feel so mixed about how much I love CeeLo's music. You know, like mm-hmm. there's just so, so many people who have broken my heart, and uh, so I, you know, like I feel for you, J.K. Rowling fans. Yeah, it's and we all have to do deal with it the way that we have to deal with it. My my. I've gotten into I've gotten into some arguments with friends of mine, but my thing is like, okay, these people are trash. Uh, but you know, what do you do about the creations that they've made that you liked or cherished before you knew they were trash? Um, you know, what do you do if they make a new thing that you don't that you like and they're still trash? My answer, my way of uh, justifying this within myself is that I typically have not paid for any of the things that I've <laughs> from these people, especially after I found out that they were trash, sometimes even before. But like, yeah, that's, and as I've had in these arguments, that's not, sometimes that's not enough. You know, maybe it is important that some of these people just get absolutely no shine. Or every time you bring it, that person or their creations are brought up this terrible part of their life or career is also brought up too. Uh, mm. I don't know. Everybody has to do their own thing. Yeah, it's hard. I read an article a few years ago um, that was like, it came out when like Me Too was at its peak of trending as a as a tag. And they were basically like, because there is no consistent form of restitution or justice, what we end up doing is punishing ourselves. So like, yep. I no longer get to listen to you know, R. Kelly's music, right. <laughs> which, you know, um, I, I no longer get to watch whatever. And the other day, like I've been a Marilyn Manson fan for a long time. And the other day for the first time, I found out a bunch of stuff that I didn't know before. And I was, like, I was actively avoiding knowing about that, I guess. Right. And now I'm like, it's not only that I, you know, just enjoy it in the privacy of my own home. I also don't know how to avoid paying for it in some way because like either Spotify or YouTube or whatever, they're going to still get something. But Right. Yeah, like when you play that stuff in public, people might then interpret that as being like, "I'm cool with it. It's not right. a big like, deal." I don't care or something, yeah. mm-hmm. The damage that this person did to people, and it's like that's not at all how I feel. But I understand why that would they right. would do that. Or in some cases, I've known someone who directly was abused by a musician, and mm. um, you know, like their music then is literally triggering right and so we want to avoid that kind of thing um but yeah it's like there's when there's no actual restitution or justice right. we end up just all collectively punishing ourselves right it's, it's like you're 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 upset that i'm playing r kelly not because uh the music itself is terrible uh but because i i think part of it is because he has gone so long without any repercussions 
Mm-hmm. And so you're objecting to the fact that no one is holding him accountable, where it's like, I'm Daryl Charles. I can't, I don't live in Chicago. I've never voted for a Chicago politician. I don't know any of the judges. I'm not under their purview as a citizen of the United States. That's where he lives. He lives in fucking Illinois or some shit like that. Like those are the people you should be upset with. But yeah, because no one in power is doing anything. You then for some reason turn to the powerless to say, well, then, you know, we need street justice for this. And, you know, most, most times street justice is a reaction to a lack of uh, any other kind of justice, given that we've mm. all kind of co-signed to being governed by rules and laws. But on the upside, if you're a person who has periods. Yeah, you <laughs> should be able to just get shit that does not in look at me looking for another word this does not assume uh your gender or how you want to be gendered and i just i love the i don't know is renaissance the word of period products that are now available like thanks and a, a number of other companies like that where they've come up with like period underwear which for some reason is both revolutionary and also like going back to the olden times because yeah. like what people used to do back in the day is basically, you know, like there, there were contraptions that were effectively like diapers with like metal pins and things like that. I've seen the pictures of them. It doesn't look comfortable. Mm. doesn't look convenient by any standards or before that it was just like rags, you know, or right. something like that on the rag. Um, yeah. That's where that came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that there are so many more options. It's, astounding that in a world where you know i have an entire computer in my pocket we are only now getting to this kind of technology (laughs) Um, but you know people have the economy has not historically super given a shit about products that were largely used by by women um (laughs) that might have something to do with it but we're doing better now right all we can do i mean yeah we can we can champion when new technology is made and we can advocate for new technologies being made. We I don't think that there's been a single time I've seen any development in new prophylactic engineering that we have not brought it up on this show. And it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, fucking yes, please. Bill Gates has put a, a significant amount of money to new condom technology because he mm-hmm. he and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation understand that that is probably a very important thing to get a handle on that and like being able to poop in the world there's a they do a lot of great work on that yeah like bathrooms for people who don't have indoor plumbing yep being able to get a place to evacuate your waste and a place to get clean water is still Mm -hmm. not a settled issue yeah so when i'm mad later today because zoom doesn't work I'll remind myself to keep my shit in perspective. Right? Yeah. It's like I could be streaming from Flint, Michigan. Whew. Huh? That's here. So, anyway. On an upbeat note. <laughs> we're all going to we're going to end on a positive article. End on a positive. Look. We're going to end on a happy note. Yeah. There is <laughs> reusable period products. If oh, yeah. yeah, there are reusable period products, you can use those. There are reusable prophylactic products. You can use those. It's a little 
more of a like like we explained earlier it can get a little dicey when you're dealing with that um because you know when it comes to prophylactics uh, if you mess up the thing that gets stained is your credit report and uh the way you have to feel for the rest of your life because you have to you know at the very worst you put a 18 year old 18 year gamble on a 45 year old problem like it's like you know if it messes up you're on the hook for a long long time like if you do it really good you if i mean if you fucking kill it genetically parentally you know you're probably talking kid touches hand free kind of like parenting from the age of 15 on 16 on like if you really knock it out the park you get a good one you do the right stuff then you're coasting 16 years later if you don't do a good job it's gonna be like 50 years down the pike when somebody knocks on your door and says yo did you ever think that your son was gonna do that to them oh my god i mean look don't wrap it up here. <laughs> wrap it up use protection okay. think about that wow. shit yeah when when you are fiddling and she gets up on her shoulder on her elbows and goes hey what you doing down there think about 50 years from then oh my God. when somebody knocks on your door and says so did you know that they were gonna take that busload of people and do that think about that because wow. look don't be surprised because you know what's going to happen. You're going to flash back and be like, damn, yo, I should have just said I'm having trouble with the condom. Maybe you could help. Can you pinch the tip while I roll it down or something? Can we make this more fun? Oh Instead of saying directions going away, I can't. And then you threw the condom on the ground and then you created a monster. <laughs> so that's how I'm going to end it on a positive note. Parenting notes from Daryl Charles, everyone. <laughs> I didn't know how to play with my cat correctly. And you know what she did? She would fight everybody who came in the house. <laughs> He's learned from his own mistakes. Hey. He will make sure we don't make the same ones. Exactly. <laughs> we make the mistakes so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> feelings and legislation. Right. Yes, fle- feelings and legislation. That is the bumper sticker we need to make. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we had some pretty good fucking news. Uh, where can people find out more about you and buy your album, Black Gentrifier? Ah, yes. The album, Black Gentrifier. You can get all the information you'll need about me. Uh, I know it's all the information you'll need about me because I've written most of it on DarylComedy.com. You can go to D-A-R-R-Y-L-C-O-M-E-D-Y.com and find everything. Uh, if you just want to go straight to my album, you can go to DarylCharles.Bandcamp.com and buy it there. But links for all that stuff and a calendar full of my dates is at DarylComedy.com. If you want to know more of my stuff, Sex with Timmery, T-I-M-A-R-E-E.com is where I put the poems. It's where I put news links. A lot of the stories that we discuss on the show, if you want to read the articles, they go up there. Um, and also dates for events that I have coming up, including uh, the return of Agitated, which will be October 16th. It is a one-time only international uh, virtual event. We have uh, performers taking on political issues 
uh, drag burlesque theater artists. Very cool. So agitated.eventbrite.com. It's also, again, like I said, on Sex with Zimri, where I've got that and other events coming up. I have a two-day-long intensive coming up in later October with Brittany Policastro. We've it turned this into a semi-annual event. It's a two-day-long workshop where we mix yoga, sexuality, education. Like It's a nice interactive thing. It goes surprisingly fast and it is uh, virtual right now. So you don't even have to leave your house. You just have a nice room to hang out in and we talk about sex and I make you work your pelvic floor. Yeah. Yeah. So that, again, sexwithtamarie.com uh, for more information on that. Yeah. Agitated. Yeah. Uh, think, drink, get boners, cry. Yeah. That was that was uh, given to us. I was like, that's what I go to the show for. To think, to drink, to get boners and cry. And to do all of those things in a safe place. Uh, mm-hmm. As safe as can be, especially now, given that... Um, well, I don't know. Depends on how you wash your hands. Look. Yeah. Or how well your children wash their hands. And guess whose fault that is if they don't? Jesus? I get, yeah, you give you could call it Jesus. I think it's the fact that you had an opportunity to go, I don't need to mix my genetic material up with this person. And then you fucked up and you did. But yeah, think, drink, get bonus and cry. I, I loved watching agitated uh when it when it was a regular thing and uh yeah i'll be in the audience so um do that yeah we will see you there so yeah yeah. uh thanks for joining us thanks for listening and uh subscribe like five star (laughs) positive comments yeah send us internet love tell people about it, it please yeah and uh yeah thanks for listening we'll get at you next week she D-T-S. What? And you ain't hanging with the team if you ain't down to fuck. 